Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm your host, John. It's been a hot minute since we put out an episode, so I hope you're all having a great start to your year. And I'm going to kick off by talking about how Dungeon 23 is going for me. But first of all, cue the music. Okay, so first of all, what is Dungeon 23? Well, in case you've not heard of it, Dungeon 23 was an idea posited by Sean McCoy back in December 2022. I know, it already seems so long ago. And I'm going to put a link to his original post in the description. I believe it was on Reddit originally. Also, I've got a blog post that provides a more detailed summary of his original idea. And again, there'll be a link in the description. Basically, though, the idea is to make a mega dungeon by creating and stocking a dungeon room a day during 2023. So by the end of the year, you have 365 rooms with each month's worth of rooms being a single level. There's also a handy list of single word prompts that has been provided for each week, but you're not beholden to them by any means. And Sean is keen to point out that your rooms can be as empty or as full as you like and as detailed or vague as you like. The point wasn't to constrain people, but to engender a fun, creative exercise for the tabletop RPG community. That said, but sort of to prove this point, I pretty much started cheating straight out of the gate. What do I mean by cheating? Well, when Dungeon 23 was pointed out to me as an idea, like a lot of people I've seen posting on social media, I thought, great idea, love it, but there's no way I'm going to make a dungeon room a day. I know myself, I'll end up starting the project full of enthusiasm, then I'll get bored and I'll jack it in halfway through. But after thinking about it a little more, I ended up thinking, so what if I only get half the number of rooms or levels done or whatever? It's still a pretty big dungeon, and hey, it could be a fun exercise. Also, as Sean and others have been at pains to point out, there are lots of different programs for drawing or generating dungeons, stocking them, etc., that you can use to take some of the creative load, and then you just fill in the spaces between and link them together. So that's what I decided to do. As I said, though, there's no way I'm going to do a room a day since, to be honest, I spend all day at work on a computer and I don't want to spend even more time on one after work unless I have to. Instead, I decided that I'd do at least seven rooms a week, creating them as one chunk of the dungeon on a weekend where I have a bit more time, using as many generators as I could get my grubby little mitts on to make it easier and stocking it according to the guidelines laid out in Old School Essentials, whilst also pulling on a number of other publications, such as Glyn Seal's Midazine. So, what have I ended up with? Well, I wanted a loose theme to tie the dungeon together, and since the concept seemed to be prominent across the OSR sphere, I decided to focus my starting point on a small fungal-infested village, because as I've said this before, us OSR heads, we love putting mushrooms and fungus into every book we come across. I don't know why, but we do. It's just one of those things. And I decided to focus my starting point on this small village, or hamlet, I suppose, named Mistreach. Although not strictly a dungeon, see what I mean about cheating, I highlighted seven dwellings, providing details for them, and this fungal-infected village would serve as the entrance to some lower levels of actual dungeon. 
Currently the village only has a single entrance to the dungeon caverns below, but I'll probably go back and add some more later. I also thought that the dungeon would need a theme or something to kind of tie it all together, but that could also be expanded on once this section had been complete. Because, again, cheating, I didn't want to just create one massive dungeon, but a series of thematically linked dungeons. So, taking inspiration from Monkey Blood Design's The Midlands, one of my favourite campaign settings, I decided that, in a mountain range or a, a range of hills to the north of the village, a meteorite slash falling star had landed that gave off strange mutating emanations. A farmer named Stillwell Carls from the starving slash famine blighted hamlet of Misreach had seen the star falling and thought it to be a good omen. So he ventured to the northern hills, retrieving a fragment of it and returning to his home. Unfortunately, over time, the emanations from the star fragment mutated the plant life and the people in and around the village. It also affected the mind of Stilwell, who was already crazed from the loss of his family during the earlier famine. And this is the point where the PCs come in. So, how's it looking at the minute? Well, currently I've populated three maps created using the following software. There'll be links to all of them in the description down below. So I've used Wataboo's Village Generator, which is great. Dungeon Scroll, which lets you quickly sketch out maps yourself. And again, Wataboo's Cave slash Glade Generator, which is one I don't think I've really used a lot before, but it lives up to the high standards of all of Wataboo's previous generators. I've got three maps that I've worked on at the moment. Map one is the Hamlet of Misreach. Map two is a series of caverns below the village I've nicknamed the Mushroom Grotto, just to give the area a convenient label. And map three is another section of caverns that I've titled The Fallen Star Chamber. I've also used some of the random encounters that I've rolled to hint at some other areas that may be explored later. For example, in one of the caverns of the Mushroom Grotto, I rolled Pixies as a monster encounter, and I decided these would be scouts sent by a nearby elven settlement. I used a random name generator to come up with the name Calcannon, and they've come to investigate the disquieting rumours from the Hamlet of Misreach. At some point in the future, I intend to do a small hex map of the locality, linking the various dungeon areas together, and I will no doubt fill in some more details about this elven settlement when I do. In the Mushroom Grotto, I also have some passageways leading off the opposite edge of the map to the Fallen Star Chamber, and have, at the moment, just labelled that they lead to the Underground River area. I plan to detail out that area next weekend, possibly having it linked to the Elven Settlement or a different area. I also kind of like the idea of some sort of river rapid chase or something similar. You know, a bit like the minecart chase of Indiana Jones, just a lot wetter and with more chance of drowning. Now, one of the things I love about Mega Dungeons is when they give you a list of factions that are at odds or allied with each other, creating this sort of shifting network of politicking and rivalry. To me, it really gives a Mega Dungeon replay value effectively, and it makes it more than just a static series of locations. And I've started loosely forming some idea of the factions at work in the dungeon I'm creating, but I'm keeping them fairly loosely defined for the moment. 
Currently, we've got the crazed remnants of the Mistreach villagers, the elves of Kalkanon, and there are hints of other adventuring parties having already met their end in the village. So a faction of guild explorers or some sort of rescue party could be added later. I'm also hoping to add another faction in the hills to the north of Mistreach and possibly one or two others, depending on how the map shakes out when I'm actually creating that hex map. So in conclusion, I've been very much enjoying Dungeon 23 so far, although some weekends it's been more difficult to motivate myself, and I expect I'll have peaks and troughs in my energy levels as the year goes on. But having the desire to get a small chunk of rooms done and up on the blog has provided that little extra push or kick up the backside that I need. When I started, I found it really fun trying to think up new bits of the dungeon, trying to keep it interesting, and also leaving some elements hanging so they can form links in the future, and I can come back and sort of fill bits in. I know that other people have spun off and done campaigns, hex crawls, and all manner of stuff, and I think that's great since whatever form it takes, it's getting them to just create something without worrying about the final form of it or how it can be published afterwards. And speaking of afterwards, what am I going to do after Dungeon 23 has finished? Well, my current plan is that after Dungeon 23, I'm going to paste my various maps into a large Photoshop document, and then I'm going to add a transparent layer over the top and basically trace the outlines of the various maps. I can then join them together and essentially just create this big overall map of the entire dungeon. And obviously it won't just be one massive map because there'll be multiple levels and stuff like that, but all the areas on the same level will be joined up. And I think that'll be a pretty cool way to end the mapping portion of Dungeon 23. I might also go back and tidy up some of the descriptions, the faction details, etc., just to make it a little more cohesive. And if I think it's any good, I might whack it in a PDF and just make it freely available to people like on my Google Drive or on my blog or something like that. I'm probably not going to charge for it since it's a collaborative creative process and i'm just doing it for the fun of it not ready to make any money or anything like that but i think whapping it in a free pdf just to go there you go people if you want a a big dungeon or an example of what someone's done for dungeon 23 could be quite cool and a nice way of sort of giving back to the community that's come up with this idea which has inspired me to create this dungeon assuming i managed to get it finished so that's pretty much where I stand when it comes to Dungeon 23 at the minute. If you're getting involved in Dungeon 23 or you're thinking of doing so, I'd love to hear how you're getting on with it, whether you've got any tips and tricks for keeping motivation up, whether you've got any map editors or anything like that you think I could look into or encounter generators that you think are particularly useful for it, please feel free to get in touch. I'd love to hear how you're all getting on with it. And you can get in touch in a number of different ways. You can leave us a voicemail message using SpeakPipe or Anchor. Again, link in the description down below. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. So until we catch you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun. Mm -hmm.